Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? TheLastSymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often. There are also a few modest paid resources at TheLastSymptom.com. These support my efforts and have allowed The Last Symptom to exist for as long as it has. These include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you're just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. I hope you enjoy. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental health nor emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he has gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as they individually and personally choose while accepting full responsibility for their own individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares, and by listening to this program, you are acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Brian Barnett, your tireless host. Happy to have you back here with me. This is episode 13 of my podcast, The Last Symptom. In episode 12, if you'll remember, We spoke to Matt from the UK. When I got up this morning, I had an idea in mind for what I was going to discuss. And in fact, I have it recorded. I spent time recording it yesterday. But as you know, sometimes it's nice to be flexible with our plans and intentions. And in the meantime, I got some correspondence that made me realize that a lot of people are waiting for specifics. They want to hear detailed specifics about how to recover from borderline personality disorder. And I realized that up until now, I haven't really addressed specifics about how to recover. So instead of my original idea for today's show, how about if we discuss some specifics about recovery? As you know by now, if you've been listening to me, borderline personality disorder originates with two foundation 
beliefs. I talk about them all the time. Those two beliefs are, my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful. And the second distorted core belief, which is born from the first one is, if my feelings are irrelevant and shameful, then I myself am inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth. Now, it seems overly simplistic to say that the entire disorder is born of these two things, but nevertheless, it's true. These two beliefs are incredibly powerful, and they translate into all of the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. So naturally, the question arises, how does a person with this disorder start to correct those distorted core beliefs? Because, you know, it's not like a car. You can't just pop the hood, get under there, get your hands on the problem, and wrestle it until it's fixed. Because we're talking about something that is emotion-based, a person can feel lost about where to start. How do you get in there to reach those subconscious perceptions and alter them? Because by doing so, naturally, you will have fixed the entire cause of the disorder. Think about it. If those two distorted core beliefs, which are causing every symptom of the disorder, can somehow be eliminated, that means those symptoms cannot be produced anymore. The results of those beliefs, once those beliefs are eliminated, cannot continue being generated. Well, here's the solution. And I wish I could tell you to do a chant, to stand on your head, to climb a mountain and pick a flower, and uh, this will be the solution that you'll no longer have borderline personality disorder. But that's just not the reality. The first step to correcting our distorted core beliefs, or our fundamental subconscious perceptions, is to understand how they form. How did they get there in the first place? And to understand their significance. How does a distorted core belief translate into problems later in life? What does distorted imply? When our foundation perspective of life, the world, and of our inherent natures, and the inherent nature of our feelings is distorted, this creates disharmony. And this foundation perspective that I speak of, or core beliefs, is something we cemented into place when we were very young, somewhere between birth and three or four years of age. My daughter, for example, is now three years old. And it's clear to me that most of her perceptions about her value as a human being, the inherent worth of her feelings, her understanding of the appropriate way casual relationships work, and her sense of dignity is already firmly set. 
It's visible in the way she interacts with other children. Her confidence, her absence of shame, and as I've mentioned before, shame is destructive. It's not the same as guilt, which is its constructive opposite. It's visible in her sense of security. This part of her development is now what will inform her approach to life for the rest of her days. Imagine that. Only three years old, and yet the foundation that I've helped her put into place is what she will use to inform herself for all the rest of her life. How did I help her put this foundation into place? Within everything she sees me do, especially within her direct interactions with me, are messages that she uses to form her perceptions about the nature of life, the nature of her feelings, and the nature of her own inherent worth. And I've been keenly cognizant of this since before she was born. You see, children receive their emotional education directly from their immediate caregivers. Not by what we say, necessarily, but by how we are, our attitudes. Children are able to perceive these things in us and draw messages from them. For example, if at two, my daughter watched me scream and race for a closet every time a lightning bolt crackled outside, it wouldn't matter how many times I tell her that lightning is nothing to fear. She's not paying attention to the message in my words. Likewise, if I tell my daughter that I love her every day, I smother her in kisses and I buy her toys, but at the same time I consistently disregard her feelings, that is, they carry no genuine weight with me, have no influence over my behavior, I never stop to take note of them. I scold her when she cries for quote-unquote no reason. Which message is more convincing? The answer is clear. This is what she bases all of her subconscious foundation certainties on at this age. You know, it's interesting. Adult women have no trouble whatsoever identifying a man's behavior as containing more important messages of genuine love or lack of genuine love over the words they speak. Yet for some reason, we struggle to recognize that children also possess this ability. You, as a child, possess that ability. The real tragedy is that children, in contrast to the adult women I just mentioned, define and cement their entire perception of life by using this skill. Even when their emotional teachers are horribly unqualified and wrong. But from where else is their education supposed to come? The primary caregivers are the ones who are supposed to know. They're godlike figures. When a child observes their parents' reactions or attitude towards things, the messages contained in those attitudes and reactions and behaviors are not perceived as simple opinions or points of view or as personality quirks. Nuh-uh. 
when a child sees that, that defines reality. It's not just how mom and dad think things are. That's how things are. Distorted is when our subconscious perspective is almost accurate, but not quite. Think of a cross-eyed bricklayer. You know, he lays his bricks only slightly skewed, just a little bit, which is imperceptible to most of us as the wall reaches even waist high. But what happens is the wall grows and eventually becomes a full building. The small misaligned start, which was all but unnoticeable to the untrained eye, has now grown obvious. The building, or the house, or whatever this bricklayer is building, is crooked, leaning, and disorganized by the time it is completed. So in much the same way, when our foundation perspectives are slightly distorted in childhood by poor emotional teachers, that is, our parents, this goes unnoticed to the untrained eye. See, this is how we get away with cementing those distorted beliefs in the first place. And through the early parts of our lives, the distorted perspective, doesn't, it doesn't create much disharmony. It's in our adult lives, as the brick walls begun to take form, when the leaning, crooked disorganization becomes obvious. Distorted foundation perspectives don't harmonize with reality. See, this is what creates disharmony, or the more official term, disorder. Borderline, personality, disorder. The perspective used to navigate life isn't accurately interpreting or describing the reality in which that person is trying to navigate. So the two things clash, this erroneous perspective against authentic reality, which creates disorder. The two things are unnoticeably incompatible on a small scale, like in your childhood, but loudly incompatible on a larger scale, that is to say your adult life. And the most common distortion in perspective is the subconscious perspective people form about the inherent value and nature of their feelings, their emotions. And this single distortion goes on to create every single symptom and effect of borderline personality disorder, as I mentioned earlier. So, the solution, genuinely understanding the nature of our foundation perspectives is the first step to straightening them out. The reason it's important to understand their nature is because the next step is analyzing our personal history with the knowledge of the two distorted core beliefs that I mentioned before. The unique personal circumstances of our individual pasts. And this means that one must often redefine the way she or he views the relationship with her parents or his parents. To learn to see that relationship and accept it as it is, rather than as we prefer 
to view it. To genuinely see it under the light of reality rather than through denial. Only in this way can one begin to truly understand and accept what happened and only when one truly understands what happened, clearly sees it and accepts it, can he or she begin the work of undoing the damage. So let's start here. I've given you the, if I had to count it, it'd probably be the third step in recovery. But it's an important step. And it's something worth spending time on. Getting intimately familiar with what our foundation perspective beliefs are, how they form, understanding the nature of them, how they work and operate, and their influence on us. That's a great starting point. From there, we can begin to talk about next steps in what to do and how to change those beliefs into something healthy, that accurately describes the reality in which you are existing. And when I've talked about things like inherent worth, that every person is born with inherent worth, it's not a Brian Barnett reality. That's the reality in which you live. You have inherent worth, separate from anything you ever have to do or accomplish or your physique or your looks or your IQ. You have inherent worth. That's the reality in which you are existing. And if you can't see that, or subconsciously you don't believe it, that's creating the disharmony that you are experiencing in your life. As we go along, we'll break these things down even more and discuss them. Anyway, that's what I had to talk about today. I hope you're having a great week. By the way, this is the first new podcast that is going out straight to uh, iTunes, to Spotify, and to Google Play Music. So our audience has the potential to uh, grow dramatically. I'm pretty happy about that. I want to reach as many people as I can, obviously. And so I want to welcome any new listeners who are discovering me for the first time on those platforms. Welcome to the show. Hope to see you uh, real soon next week. Have a nice week, everybody, and as always, thanks for listening.